What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Sahil Sagal Show, where we interview some unstoppable entrepreneurs who are dominating figures in their businesses. Sahil here, back again with an awesome, insane guest. Our today's guest is really, really special one. He's an entrepreneur, an author, speaker, a coach who has spent three decades on the front lines of entrepreneurship and business and is helping tens of thousands of entrepreneurs with with six, seven, eight-figure businesses to grow and scale. He has been called the most progressive entrepreneurial mind on the planet. He's the one who have literally decoded countless number of billionaires and created a billionaire code. Without wasting any more time, let's welcome Alex Sharfman to our show today. Thanks for having me. Hey, Alan, it's a pleasure and honor to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. What's up, everyone? This is Sahil here, and welcome to The Sahil Sagal Show, where I'm going to be interviewing some crazy entrepreneurs out there who started from scratch with no experience, resources, and connections, and then later on became unstoppable and dominating figures in their respective businesses. We're going to dive deep into the mindset of these super successful entrepreneurs to find out how they did it and how you can model it too. It's time to pick their brains and uncover all the strategies and tactics which these entrepreneurs use to scale their businesses from nowhere to multiple six, seven, and eight figures. Welcome to The Sahil Sagal Show. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. Absolutely. Awesome. So uh, I'm going to be starting with the common title that you use, like entrepreneurial personality type. And you yourself call uh, as a, like a socially awkward kid. My question is, how does a socially awkward kid get into this entrepreneurship? Oh, man, I think uh, I was so socially awkward that entrepreneurship found me more than more than uh, the other way around. You know, I didn't really do well with other people's structures, other people's systems. I had a hard time in school, had a hard time socially and uh, realized that, you know, entrepreneurship is a place where you can kind of build your own environment, build your own reality. And so that was a lot easier for me than trying to fit into somebody else's. Oh, cool. That's short and crisp. Absolutely. How did you get into the systems and all? That's what I'm curious about. I'll be honest, actually, I watched when I started my journey in 2020, I watched the FHL, uh, that presentation where you talk about billionaire code. And I think it was year 2018 that you did that. To me, as a beginner, it was not making sense at that time. And then I re-watched that video a couple of days back. And I literally took a printout of that entire billionaire code that you presented <laughs> on the screen. That made so much sense to me now after cracking multiple six figures in their businesses. How do you come up with that whole thing, the whole system? Uh, you know, Sahil, it, it's like a, a level of obsession. I think when you when you ask specifically about the billionaire code, it was probably about, oh, I want to say maybe 10 years ago now, maybe a little bit longer around that time frame where I started asking the question, like, is there a clear path to entrepreneurial success? You know, when I was younger, like you already mentioned, I was a, a really socially awkward, different kid, and I wanted to be successful. And I knew, I knew there was this thing called success in the world, but I didn't have any idea how to access it. And so as a kid, I started reading the stories of successful people. And if you read the stories of successful people, they look really different if you've read five or 10 or 15 or 20. And then you know, I have this level of obsession where I was reading like dozens a month and, and reading as much as I could about successful people and, and really digging in. And after a while, you start seeing clear patterns. 
Well, if you work with one or two or three or 10 businesses, it's the same thing. They all look completely different. But once you've worked with hundreds and then thousands, you start seeing clear patterns. And so this question that I had was, is there a clear path to entrepreneurial success? And so I started taking notes on it. You know, I, I, I love my wife, Katie. We, we just celebrated, celebrated our 17th, 17th wedding anniversary. And we've been together for, I think, 19 years now. And she puts up with a lot. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that doesn't use a computer a lot. I have paper all over the place. I'm constantly like writing things down. And I remember during that period of time, I kept writing like, what is the clear path to entrepreneurial success? What are the steps that somebody has to take? What are the, the levels that somebody achieves? And in my book, The Entrepreneurial Personality Type, there's this nine series of questions of the life of questions. Um, how do we stop pressure and noise? What is wrong with me? How do I get ahead? How do I get further ahead? How does my team get me ahead? How does my team get ahead? How does my team get further ahead? And then how do we help others and how do we help everyone? And those nine questions laid the foundation for what is now what we call the billionaire code. And if you look at that, those nine levels, in my estimation, if you look at the majority of businesses, like almost every business out there, it doesn't matter if it's a coaching business, a content business, um, product, software, whatever it is, those are really the nine levels that it takes to be successful. And what often, often happens for us as entrepreneurs is we skip steps. And by going through the billionaire code, we can go back and say, you know, what is it that I haven't really done yet? What is it that I haven't applied yet? And so, you know, you asked, how did I come up with it? It was just, it was obsessive thinking. And I remember the first time I ever presented the billionaire code was at Genius Network. Um, oh man, I want to say like five or six years ago. And I only had 10 minutes because you do 10 minute talks at the Genius Network. The one that you watched mm -hmm. from, from, uh, uh, funnel hacking live was probably, I think I had an hour, Yeah, maybe, maybe it was a half hour or an hour. I can't remember. Um, I believe I was one of the keynotes that Russell asked to come in and that was a, you know, that was a lot of time when I did it in 10 minutes, it was really intense because I did it in this group of probably 50 or 60 entrepreneurs, all of them ran businesses. And when I was done, I expected people to say, Hey, I think you missed this or, Hey, this doesn't really make sense. Or, Hey, you know, there's this part that doesn't flow. And instead everybody in the room was like, yeah, you've got it figured out. That's really, that's what it takes. And I did a 10 minute presentation. There was probably 30 or 40 minutes of discussion around it, around like, hey, you know, if you look at those levels, that's really what you need to do. And so over the past five or six years, it's been refined. It's been looked at. It's the basis for what we do as, as a coaching company. We help people ascend that billionaire code. And, uh, and yeah, it's like, it's one of the most functional tools that I have. I'm glad that you printed it out and you can like start checking boxes and, and seeing if you're doing the right things. Absolutely. I, I, I took a printout to print out. Actually, I think you shared that with Ryan Dices on the Twitter and then he yeah. remodeled it and he I, I did some modifications. I did it. took a printout yeah. of both actually. Ryan Dice is brilliant. Super smart yeah. guy. Um, he invited That's me good. to speak at his war room conference and uh, we've uh, we've created a relationship where he's just he's absolutely ridiculously smart when it comes to business. Absolutely. No doubt on that. Yeah. And what is the one common denominator or couple, if you have figured it out, like with, after working with all these successful people, all the big millionaires, billionaires, what can you say? What is the common denominator in these people's? In being successful? Yep. Successful entrepreneurs. 
Um, there's a couple of them. I think one of them is a genuine curiosity for what they do. Like they're curious and they're excited about what they do. I think, you know, when I look at my life and the places where I felt like I did, wasn't really in momentum where I wasn't really moving things forward, it was because I hadn't created enough curiosity. I wasn't excited enough about what I was doing and I didn't have that, that curiosity to dig further. But if you look at the majority of successful entrepreneurs, if you look at you want like a commonality or a common thread, they're all wildly different. You know, entrepreneurs are that small percentage of the population that get up in the morning, go into the future, create a new reality, then come back to the present and demand it becomes real. And to be able to put up with the vulnerability and the exposure and the criticism and the pushback that that takes, you have to be a very different type of human being. And when I look at entrepreneurs, you know, we're, we're all different than, than most people out there, you know, most human beings and, and, you know, it's people like you and I, we have a kind of a jaded opinion or maybe a, a, um, a different opinion of who's in the world because we spend, spend time at events like Funnel Hacking Live. We spend places like Genius Network, Masterminds. We're constantly surrounded by entrepreneurs. And you can start to think that the whole world's like that. But the reality is most of the world gets up every day and says like, how can I do the minimum to get by? And I'm not being, I'm not being prejudicial and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. You know, we need people who like do all the things in the world, but the majority of them are not getting up every day and saying, okay, how do I do more? How do I create more? How do I push more out there? How do I, how do I put up with all the challenge and pain to make this become a reality? And when you look at entrepreneurs, I think that's what differentiates us is we're willing to, question the status quo. You know, the rest of the world clings to average and worships the status quo. When you look at trends and fads and people trying to look like everybody else, you know, a celebrity wears a dress and then it sells out all over the country. Those are people trying to like belong, trying to fit in. And when I look at entrepreneurs, the majority of us don't really pay attention to that. It's, you know, how do we, how do we make things different? How do we make things better? How do we improve the world? Yeah, that's, Right on point, exactly. And you said it right, we are wired differently. That's what it is, exactly. Yeah. And in that process, I have seen, like I've felt it from last couple of years, uh, that we try to, when we entrepreneurs try to do something, we try to make it so complex or we try to get burnout, all that stuff. And when I look at your processes, all that stuff, you also talk about on your website that operations, that becomes simple, that's simple to operate. My question is, how do you simplify the hard processes, any framework that you follow to simplify those stuff? Oh man. So, you know, when I, when I look at the entrepreneurial personality type, I define us as we are physiologically sensitive momentum based beings that are highly reactive to constraint. You know, when, when we are in momentum, when we're doing what we want to do, you know, we feel like, like we're alive. We feel like we're moving forward. We feel like we're in flow when we're not, we feel like we're in this place of constraint in this place of not being able to move forward. And that's like the worst place for people like us. You know, we, we can't put up with those types of things. And, and when we're in constraint, that's when we become symptomatic, you know, entrepreneurs can appear aggressive and frustrating and challenging and narcissistic and all types of other labels that are put on us. And so for me, a lot of my career has been about helping myself. You know, I think as coaches, as consultants, as content creators, most of us are trying to help the person that we were. You know, I, I actually love this quote that my friend Govind Jeremiah sh shared with me. We are at our best when we are helping the person that we were. And so for me, the frameworks, the strategies, the structure, all of those were figuring them out for myself. And then once I realized that they were helping, once I realized that they were working, and then it became about sharing it with as many people as I possibly can. You know, when you look at the world today, Sahil, everything around you was created by an entrepreneur. Just think about that. 
you know, the, the devices we're talking on, this microphone in front of me, the water bottle that I use every day, all of this first existed in the mind of an entrepreneur. And so I see it as my mission in the world to help entrepreneurs do more, to help them be more, to help them build teams that really support them, to help and help them step into the archetype of visionary and get out of being the biggest bottleneck in their business. And that there's like this, uh, obsessive nature to I keep using the word obsessive and I, I I don't know why maybe I'm just feeling obsessive today or reflecting on it you know I I have this this passion for helping entrepreneurs especially visionary entrepreneurs who want to change the world see the change that they want in the world actually see it come true actually come to fruition and helping somebody go from you know mid six figures to seven figures or seven figures to eight figures is such a thrill because you watch somebody grow this business but the best personal development system in the world is growing a business and managing a team. It forces you to grow as a leader. It forces you to grow as a person. It forces you to, to understand process structure and routine in a way that the average person never will. It forces you to learn how to build relationships, how to cultivate relationships. And, and that process of, I want to build this bigger business oftentimes looks like somebody who's chasing money and somebody who's chasing success and somebody who's chasing um, accolades and, and attention. And, and maybe all those things are true, but in the process of building the business, that's where we become who we were meant to be. Mm, I see. That's deep. Absolutely makes sense. And in relatedness to that, like uh, you're talking about uh, going from mid six figures to seven figures and then eight figures. I have a selfish question here, actually. I'm into the <laughs> mid six figures at this point right now, touching, uh, running after my first seven figures. What would your advice would be? What first systems, because I've read your billionaire code and it makes definitely sense. We are missing systems when we want to hit our first seven figures. That's what the first thing. What's your recommendation? What are the first systems that should be created in order to hit from someone who is already making multiple six figures and want to hit their first seven figures. I think when you're looking at an entrepreneur who's in the early stages of business, that sub seven figures, or even just starting out, maybe in the, maybe under six figures, when you're looking at the first steps that an entrepreneur needs, I absolutely passionately believe that we need to set ourselves up for success. When you look at the early stages of business, the business success is equivalent to what you're capable of. And so having a morning routine, having, you know, I, I, uh, I share openly, I have a morning routine. I'm, I'm going to turn 50 in November. I've been using a, you can't really see it because of my lighting, but I, it looks like I'm holding up a blank sheet of paper. So I'm not crazy. There's actually writing on here. It's kind of visible. Yeah. Yeah. No, there we go. Yeah. There we go. There's there's my morning routine. And so every day I get up in the morning, I have a written morning routine that sets me up for success. I know that if I go through this process, it doesn't take a lot of time. It's efficient. It's been optimized. And I'm I show up the, in a better way in the world. You know, it's not just having a morning routine, it's having a planning system where you as an entrepreneur can plan. I use our momentum planning system. There's a lot of planning systems out there. This is the only one. One that was created for the entrepreneurial personality types. I use it. My wife's use it. My team uses it. It's really about in those early stages of business, it's how much more effective can you make yourself? And what happens is if you're willing to have a morning routine and stay hydrated and do your daily planning and really understand how to achieve on your own, those habits will carry with you into scaling a business. And when people ask me, you know, what are the most important leadership habits? You know, I, I think they're looking for things like how do you communicate and how do you talk to your team and how do you do this and how do you do that? Well, to me, the most important leadership habits are making sure that you are grounded and in your body and fully present and aware on a daily basis. And so if you're in the early stages of business, I think a place where a lot of people skip is actually taking care of themselves. You know, there's this... Uh, 
mantra in the op- entrepreneurial world that you have to like hustle and, and do everything all at once and right away and kill yourself on a daily basis and 15 hour days, seven days a week. I did those things. I did those things when I was younger. I ran what was a quote unquote successful business because we made money, but the business almost killed me. And when I say that it almost killed me, I'm not exaggerating. When I was 30 years old, I was on a few prescription drugs already. I weighed almost 300 pounds. My body fat percentage was ridiculous. I had a 44 inch waist and it barely fit in my pants. And I had a hard time doing everything because I had gone after that mantra of sacrifice everything for the business. And I think when you look at, there's been an evolution in the entrepreneurial world. More and more entrepreneurs are realizing that if they sacrifice themselves for the business, there's nothing left. And so having those personal habits, that routine, taking care of yourself, working out, getting adequate sleep, eating the right foods, those things will set you set you up so that you're less reactive, you're more present, you're more aware, you see more opportunity. And I think that you know, like I said, there's an evolution in the entrepreneurial world where thank goodness there's people who are now talking about this, but I think this is the thing that is talked about so infrequently because it gets a lot more attention when you tell people, oh, you just hustle all the time and you know, you you grind and you do all the things yourself. And the reality is that yes, there is a lot of work and a lot of hustle to start a business, but if you carry that through to trying to grow a business and grow a team, that is going to be your biggest liability. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Absolutely. And writing these things down, the morning journals and all that, your routine, I'm going to be following that same stuff. I think I'm missing that part where it's not in the written one. Oh, love it. Well, there's a big difference when you have a written morning routine. You know, here's people always tell me like, oh, I don't need a morning routine. I don't have one. Well, you have a morning routine. It's just not that good. It's not optimized. It's not efficient. It's not consistent. You're not setting yourself up for success the same way every day. So, you know, on my morning routine, there's stuff like um, making sure I take my supplements and and I go outside and I get morning light and um, I go through my daily planning, my daily intention. I do some movement. I read my 20 year vision when I'm doing this on a daily basis, it sets me up for success. And this is an optimized structure. You know, I'm, I'm getting hours worth of stuff done in a lot faster than it would take if it wasn't written down, it wasn't in order, and I didn't know what I was doing. And that way, by the time most people are starting their day, I've already optimized my day. Oh, that's so powerful. Oh, absolutely. It makes so much sense. There's a question here. Uh, how cold plunge help you to stay productive as an entrepreneur? Um, so why do cold punches help you stay productive as an entrepreneur there are so many reasons but i'm only going to share a few because i could talk about cold plunging and stepping into discomfort on purpose um, for a long time but i think when you look at why does a cold plunge or why does moving heavy weights or why does um, doing things like breath holds and breath works help help breath work help you as an entrepreneur you know the cold plunge specifically it's stepping into a massive, massive state of discomfort on purpose. Like, let's get real. If, if you're somebody who looks forward to a cold plunge, you are a unique human being. Now, I'm at the point now after a few years where I look forward to the cold plunge, but as I'm standing next to it every single morning, I have to talk myself into it. And there's this voice in my head that says, you don't need to do this today. Hey, you can put the cover back on the plunge. You don't need to get in there. It's going to be super uncomfortable. You know, I'm arguing with the voice in my head and then I jump in, I start a timer and I'm in there for at least three minutes, sometimes as much as six, sometimes as much as 10. And it is the most physically uncomfortable thing that I will do that day, unless I have a super heavy weight workout that day. 
um, which is comparable, but still not as intense as a cold plunge. And by getting in there on purpose, by living through that, it makes everything else in the day seem easier. You know, after I'm out of the cold plunge, I've done the hardest thing I'm going to do all day as far as my physiology goes. And then when you look at the scientific benefits of cold plunges, there's so many, it's hard to share, but it increases the amount of dopamine in the body. It reduces inflammation. It helps with focus and awareness and control. It helps with, with the rebuilding of muscle tissue, especially if you do it in the right order with your weight workouts. There's so many different reasons that I do things like that. And so I think it's funny that somebody's asking that. I put a lot of information out there about cold plunges. I had somebody ask me last week, do I sell cold plunges? I'm an affiliate <laughs> for the cold plunge, but it's not my company. <laughs> That's crazy. Cool. And we, we are talking a, a lot about all these things, like um, how we uh, we can make ourselves best, better or efficient, all that stuff. And as your podcast is also talks about momentum, I need to yeah. know about that. Like how Alex keeps that momentum in a business to keep it running every day. What's the motivation behind it? Well, momentum is really a formula, you know, uh, and I, I think one of the things that happens to us as entrepreneurs, one of the things that happens to us as human beings is that we have these periods of time in our life where we get a lot done, where we move forward, where we create things, and we feel like those are elusive times. And really, when you look at when you look at any period of time in your life where you have been in momentum, there's three things that have always been there. And you can test this with me. So you like, think of a time in your life that you were in clear momentum. Like when I think of one of the biggest periods of momentum in my life, uh, it was when, uh, this is an interesting one. It was after Katie and I went bankrupt. In 2007, the housing crisis in the United States, the international housing crisis took us out. We were in Florida. We had um, tons of properties. We were in the real estate business. We spent the next, like 2007 and early 2008 with lawsuits and foreclosures and bankruptcy court and one of the most struggling and, and difficult times in our lives. It was also the time where we started what our former business called the Distressed Property Institute, and we had a product that over 50,000 real estate agents went through between 2008 and 2015. And that period of time was completely overwhelming. It was really difficult, but it was a period of massive momentum. And when you look at any period of momentum, there's three things there. One is there's a clear outcome. You know, when Katie and I were bankrupt, the outcome was start a business and have it pay the bills. It was not start a multinational business. It wasn't start an eight figure business. It was start a business and pay the bills because we had lost all of our income. The second thing that we had was measurement. When you look at any period of momentum in your life, there's something giving you perspective. So back then for us, it was the bank account. It was our financials. It was looking at the numbers. We looked at them all the time because we had to know whether we could pay for things. And then the third thing that's always present in a period of momentum is clear accountability. You know what you're responsible for it, and you know what the people around you are helping you with. And Sahil, you know, if you think about that, for any period of time in your life, you had a clear outcome, clear perspective, and accountability. Well, if you want to create momentum in your life, get an outcome that you're excited about, put measurement around that outcome, and then get really clear on what you're doing. And here's what's important, who you're helping and who's helping you. And if you look at any period of momentum in your life, those things were present. And if they're not present right now, you won't be in momentum. And one of the really important things to share about this is that momentum is conditional. It, if those things are present, you will be in momentum. But here's the key. If you think of any period of momentum in your life, it, if we zoom in on that time of your life, it's probably one of the most difficult times you've ever had. You know, when I say that we were in momentum during that time period, we also 
were in bankruptcy. We had no income or revenue coming in for a period of time. We had a brand new baby, a relatively new marriage. We lost our house. We were living in this small rental. Like you zoom in on that period of time. And it was incredibly difficult. One of the hardest periods of time in my entire life, but it was also a period of momentum. And I think what happens to entrepreneurs and what happens to the general public is that there's so much marketing out there that makes things look easy. There's so much marketing out there that says, you know, if you don't have a million dollar business in 90 days, you're doing it wrong, which just doesn't make sense. And we get sold this bill of goods that if we are doing it right, things will be easy. The, the fact is that for entrepreneurial personality types like you and I, if it's easy, we probably won't do it. We need to understand that periods of momentum are difficult. Periods of momentum include struggle. They include challenges. And so if we're not challenged by the outcome we've chosen and the measurement we're looking at and what we're doing by our, for ourselves, we're probably not going to feel that momentum. You know, Bruce Lee had this amazing quote. He said, don't pray for an easy life. Play, pray for the strength to overcome a difficult one. And for people like mm -hmm. us, I think that's like, that's what our lives are all about. We will be in momentum when we have those things present and it's not easy. Yeah, that's so insightful. That's a completely different definition of momentum now. I understand today. And the three gold nuggets that you shared, that's awesome. That's literally crazy. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Where do people find more information if they want to learn about all this? Any any free courses or what, what is a the website they can go to? Any link? Well, there's a couple. So you mentioned the billionaire code. Anybody who wants to get their own copy of the billionaire code so that they can literally follow along with their entrepreneurial journey, you can go to billionairecode.com. And there's a video there of me presenting the billionaire code. And you can also download the entire matrix and an ebook we we created called the billionaire code decoded. Um, you can get that right now. It'll be with you, to you in 10 minutes if you go to billionairecode.com. And then if you want more information, maybe on a more frequent basis, if you'd like to join some of the discussions I'm having, you can go to MomentumPodcast.com. So I have a podcast called Momentum for the Entrepreneurial Personality Type. We just found out in the last few weeks it's in the top one half of 1% of all podcasts in the world, which is Wow. blew me away. Yeah, I didn't know that until we saw the statistic. And we've had over 3 million downloads. There's about 800 episodes out there. And it's available on Spotify, um, iTunes, anywhere that podcasts are available. And MomentumPodcast.com actually has a search engine where you can search every episode we had. So if you're dealing with something like delegation or time management or building a team or hiring or onboarding or any of the things that are frustrating in your business right now, there's most likely an episode that will help you through it. Awesome. That's a beautiful resources. Actually, I'm going to go also do it. Uh, there's someone who already block, uh, dropped the link, billionairecode.com. Actually, I was looking for that billionaire code and it took me, I just typed on Google. It took me right to the Twitter and that's where I downloaded from. I didn't know about the uh, this website. Absolutely. I'm going to be going there and downloading the ebook. And there is another uh, link already dropped in the show notes. So people who are watching, you can take the link from there. You can go and download your ebook. Any last message for our entrepreneur buddies out there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, if you're an entrepreneur who's growing a business, if you're an entrepreneur who's just study, starting out, if you're in those early stages of business, maybe you've hit six figures, maybe you've hit seven, it really doesn't matter where you are. When you look at the world today, we live in a world uh, where I feel like there's a higher level of crisis and challenge and frustration and conflict than there ever has been in my life. Like I said, I'm going to be 50 in November, and I don't think I've ever seen as much challenge in the world as we're feeling and seeing and hearing today. 
And when you look at a lot of the population of the world, we're in crisis. Like there's there's crisis of war. There's crisis of, of there's all types of economic crisis going on right now. We just went through the last two year period of some of the weirdest medical crisis and medical conflict that I've ever seen. But here's what will get us through this and what has gotten us through any crisis in all of history is that an entrepreneur just like you or just like me is going to figure out an idea to get around the issue, around the obstacle, under it, through it, whatever they need to do and get an idea into momentum and take the world with us. And so if you're an entrepreneur, I want you to know something. It's not just about the business you're running. It's not just about the people you're helping. It's about changing the world. And the world needs people like us now more than it ever has. So if you're concerned with the things that are going on in the world, keep doing what you're doing, because by being an entrepreneur, by thinking differently, by creating solutions, by solving people's problems, you might not feel it yet. But I want you to know you're changing the world and you are exactly what will get us through this crisis and any crisis we face in the future, because that's what's always happened. So true. Right on. Thank you so much. That's so powerful, Alex. It's really people who are watching. You got the gold nugget right from the man himself, Alex Sharfun. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on the show, for dropping so much gold nuggets. It, I, I got so many information that I'm going to be working on after this. So thank you so much. for It's a pleasure and honor to have you again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Same here. All right. Uh, for people who are watching, we'll be coming with another episode very soon. St till then, stay tuned. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure to visit dreamclientsecrets.com to get more information about how you can grow and scale your online business. And if you love this show, don't forget to leave me a five-star review and I will see you in the next episode.